And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Beans on toast Beans on toast I'm a madman, I have beans of a roast I'm a bad man, I send beans in the post Beans in my coke, beans on the pizza Beans in the fridge, beans in the freezer Beans by the ton, beans by the liter Bean bean, who got the keys to my bean? I see baked beans when I peel a banana While I'm sipping on a bean of colada Spread the beans, connect the beans, inject the beans we accepting beans, condom flavor, extra beans I'm obsessed with beans, if you see what I mean Went Chicago, I've been to the bean <laughs> Good morning, sweet beans And welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network It's Wednesday, March 16th I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory Alongside me, as always, we got Tass Mellis What's up, everybody? What's up, Tass? We got our Top Shot Hot Boy Ripping them lips, Trey Kirby Hey-o! Hey-o! International Man of Mystery Taking it to the max, Lee Ellis Friends uh, Finally making the magic happen Over yonder, super producer, J.D. Hello! There he is and here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Take a second, like the video. Make sure you subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Share the show. Comment away. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. We're hitting the beach today. We talked it into existence uh, yesterday. Yeah, we're going to answer a few of your NBA questions a little bit later in the show, but keep them coming. Nodunksattheathletic.com or tweet them in at nodunksinc. And check out yesterday's YouTube exclusive, the No Dunks crew, noted college hoops junkies, experts really, uh, filling out collectively our men's March Madness bracket. Um, A lot of fun. Somehow this took an hour to do, which I don't know if I'm impressed that it only took us an hour or that it was an hour long, uh, just to obviously fill out a bracket where we have no clue who's going to win any of these games. But we had some LARFs, mm. and uh, we encourage you to watch that video on YouTube. If you're just listening to the podcast, make sure you jump over to No Dunks on YouTube. Uh, and make sure you jump into our official group uh, battle, March Madness uh, bracket um, battle off, as they definitely don't say. <laughs> the old battle off. What do you say? What do you call it? Just uh, It's a challenge. challenge. I feel like challenge, challenge. comes up all the That's time. That's the word this. I was looking for. It's a challenge. Uh, we have the link in the show notes here on YouTube. So just click that. You got to sign up, I think, you know, with NCAA. We're using the official one. Only official here for, yeah. again, diehard junkies like us when it comes to the college game. So, yeah, get in there. I think we're uh, close to like 200 people. 263 oh, wow. as of right now, oh, including names such as Uncooked Carrots, <laughs> Fotis Orp, Lamarck, Gasaldridge, and Uncle Larry. So, what would be a good um, bring it on? Like a use the call like a college team or use something from the college game and add beans to it. Ooh. You know what would be a good name for your bracket? The, uh, who are the Beavers? Uh, <laughs> Oregon, Oregon State. Yeah. Oregon State Beavers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not in it, unfortunately. Ah, okay. uh, isn't there a team that's called the Green Wave, like Tulsa or Tulane? The Tulane. Bean, the Tulane. Bean Wave would be pretty good. Oh, I don't know if they're yeah, a good they're team. Raise your bean. You know, I don't know. Even though. <laughs> Take beans, I don't know. Raise your beans. <laughs> Take beans. <laughs> just, they just Take with beans. beans. <laughs> Take beans. Anyway, get in there. Uh, I guess you got... Wait, when does it lock? Tomorrow. Uh, yeah. We yeah, got yeah, two probably. more games. Uh, the final, f- you know, first four, I guess I should say, tonight. Uh, we had on some last night. Did you watch any of uh, Indiana, Wyoming? No, I didn't. Oh. Well, we're going to start the show with that. Ah, yeah. okay. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah, they lock tomorrow, more, uh, tomorrow, 12 p.m. Eastern, okay. Thursday, March 17th. There was an NBA tie-in last night, uh, Lee. Mike Woodson, the oh. coach of Indiana, wow. had his eyebrows, I noticed. Yeah. yeah. And they They're won, back. right? They beat Wyoming. They did. They did. They did. They did. Yeah. <laughs> they did. And shout out to Texas Southern. Yeah. Taking down the Corpus Christi's corpses <laughs> in right. Battle of Texas. Okay. That's all the college hoops we'll <laughs> we do go. here on today's show. Let's get into the NBA games. And, uh, well, you know where we're starting. Kyrie. He erupts for a career-high 60 points as the Nets roll over the Magic 24 hours, Trey, after Towns <laughs> goes for 60. 
here's Kyrie going for 60 of his own. He's got the uh, new franchise mark for the Nets uh, out uh, eclipsing Darren Williams, who had it with 57 <laughs> back in 2012. That caught me by surprise. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. that game. But anyway, well, what would you think of the Kyrie show? Sorry, we got to do a little bit more college basketball here. I see that Wyoming scored 58 points last night. Hmm. So Kyrie Irving outscored the Wyoming Cowboys. I think, perhaps. Uh, yeah. Not a shootout. Not a shootout with those Cowboys. Uh-uh, no. uh-uh, uh-uh. A, wow. a rock fight, they were saying. Mm. I, don't know. I don't know. Anyways, 50-point games are the old and busted. 60-point games, these are the new hotness. I don't know which is crazier. 60-point games on back-to-back nights, Carl Anthony Towns followed by Kyrie Irving, or 50-plus point games in back-to-back games for the Nets, Kevin Durant went for 53, obviously Kyrie 60 last night. That's the first time in NBA history that teammates have scored 50 or more Mm. in consecutive games. I also considered Kyrie going for 50 plus twice in three games, but LeBron just did that as well. So that one's out of here. Pick your poison. It's all awesome stuff from Kyrie. 60 points on 20 of 31 shooting, 8 of 12 from three. This was way different than the 50 against the Hornets. I remember talking after that when we were saying, when Kyrie has a huge game, you think you're going to see a whole bunch of drives to the basket, fancy handles, tricky finishes. That was not the case against the Hornets, but that was definitely uh, the case last night. And he did hit the threes as well. Hit eight threes, threw in six boards, four assists, and four steals, because why not? Had 41 points in the first half. This was a huge blowout. So when he got to 51 in the third, I'm like, Kyrie's done. That's too bad. Only uh, able to get 10 points here in the third quarter. There's no reason to bring him back in the fourth. Yeah, it was weird. I flipped away. I thought, that's it. Same, but he's a part-time player. So (laughs) he can't play in tonight's game. Get him back out there. Get that big 6-0, which he did. The bench went crazy. It was very fun to watch. My main takeaway on this one, rest is a superpower. (laughs) Kyrie's playing half the time, so he's got to score double the points. But he's the freshest guy out there, which gives him a chance. And honestly, the Nets need it. John Schumann made a great point last night on Twitter. This was the perfect time for an explosion for Kyrie because the rest of the team has to play tonight, and he's not. Mm, So they're kind of like, hey, man, just go (laughs) be our offense. And that's exactly what he did. Uh, Just letting Kyrie do all the work. It was fun to watch. I much preferred the 60 points to the 50 points. The three-pointers are cool, but he had that take where he, like, body-checked Cole Anthony out of the way at the free-throw line, somehow throws it up off the glass. That's classic Kyrie stuff. Awesome to watch. What do you think, Lily? Yeah, it is. I mean, he, there's no doubt uh, about Kyrie's talent and his skill and his watchability. You know, he's a, he's automatic. When he's in this zone, you want to watch him yeah. because he looks cool out there doing it. He can get that shot off. I mean, the one that got the 60, it was a little like on uh, Wagner, I think it was. He sort of faked and then stepped in and just knocked it in. It looks great. Um, it's uh, an incredible performance, 60 points after having 50 not long ago. And uh, their offense, when they have someone like that available is really, really different. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is it. weird. He's, he's only played in 19 games. Yeah, yeah and he's, season. you know, 27 a game he's averaging there. And um, so he's kept himself in ready game shape. Of course. You know, which uh, is great for him. But um, I'm, I'm not sure of sort of where to go with this because the Magic, it was a blowout. And the game was over. It wasn't really close there. The Magic had been fighting. And it was just then Kyrie. I thought when he had 41 and a half time, I thought, we might see 70 tonight. Mm. You know, why not? You know? Oh, he easily could have got it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he could have if he chose to. And, uh, you know, he ends up with a, a nice big fat 60, and a very efficient 60 as well. It was pretty cool. I don't care who it is to see the, you know, when he's on the road, he can only play on road games. They're cheering for him. They're giving him standing ovations. You know, they're Magic fans there. They're probably going out to the arena to maybe see a Magic win. You know, mm. a, a few and far between, but that's what they're hoping for, a good performance from their young guys. But then you're there. It's like going to a baseball game. If I go to a baseball Blue Jays game, I want the Jays to win. But if the other guy's got a no-hitter going through eight, well, suddenly I'm cheering for a no-hitter. Like, that's, you know, for the most part, maybe not in the mm. playoff game or something like that. But you just <laughs> want to see, like, quote-unquote, like, history or something special. Be like, oh, I was there. In this case, when Kyrie went for 60, they were like, he was getting standing O's. I'm not really exaggerating. I think there's been a lot of scenarios where we see road guys getting ovations. No matter what arena, no matter what team, even if they are a strong fan base, I would say a lot of the Magic fans are just there uh, just because there's something going on in Orlando. Uh, But, uh, yeah, uh, another funny thing on Twitter last night. Toronto Raptors fans, uh, who are currently in seventh place, saying, let's get the hell out of the play-in tournament. This <laughs> is not good for us. We do not want to play the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, yeah, it seems like a consensus across the league. 
you don't want to play an eighth place team in the freaking play in tournament, which is <laughs> never seen an eighth seed like this. before. No, sir. And, and yeah, it'll be a good story if uh, they get into the, the postseason. A headline will be, you know, they're trying to replicate what the Knicks did back in 99 <laughs> as an eighth seed and go to the finals. And so there's a little New York tie in. Mm. Uh, but everybody wants to get the hell away from these Brooklyn Nets, which, yeah, it, it is a little a little wild. But, yeah, watching these two t- two guys. 50 points consecutive games with Durant and Kyrie. It's hard not to think of the 2016 finals for me where they finished the job. Braun and Kyrie mm-hmm. did 5-6-7, where in game five they had a combined 82. Uh, and then they got a 41 from LeBron in game six. And then they got it done in game seven. And, and we could say that it's, you know, all this theater going on with them playing home games and Kyrie sitting in the stands and them getting a fine and all that and, and make fun of it. But, you know, I bring up the Cavs because I I don't think that these guys like each other less than that Cavs team. Like, this is a good locker room. When they play basketball, as weird as it is from on the outside for, for us, that this guy's playing only half the games, if he does end up playing in all the games, I mean, they have as good a shot as anybody to go win the thing. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the bottom line. You know, the Cavs had some issues, even though, you know, the Trey was in the locker room when they won and they were all buds. Kyrie and LeBron definitely had a, a, a bit of a, a thing going on. Kyrie got the heck out of there. It seems like going back to last year, Steve Nash has this team together. So that's why the Raptors, that's why everybody wants to avoid this team because they're that good. Who's going to go for 60 tonight? Mm. There's 12 games on. Can this streak continue? Uh, you know, you said it. Towns two nights ago, <laughs> Kyrie last night. Best guesses? Is it Trey Young versus the Hornets? Is Definitely. it uh, someone else? Yeah, yeah no, I, I was going to say, why not Kevin Durant, you know? But then I was like, sure. Then I was like, that's a bit of a boring pick. So I was going to actually say Trey Young in uh, Charlotte. They need, both teams desperately need this win. Trey's been pretty hot lately. So uh, maybe he could go out in there and, uh, and grab 60. It'd be great. Everybody's hot. Listen to this. <laughs> Over the last two weeks alone, we've had seven games of 50 points or more. Two of those, of course, being 60. So Kyrie with two of them, 50 and 60. Carl Anthony Towns with the 60. LeBron with two 50-plus mm-hmm. games, the 50 and the 56. Tatum, 54. KD, 53. You add to that 47 for Curry the other night, 47 and 46 for Trey Young, 45 for Jordan Clarkson, 44 for Josh <laughs> weird Hart, <laughs> and De'Aaron Fox, who also had 41, 43 yeah. for Giannis and Embiid, 41 for Darius Garland, a 40-piece for the Joker. The last two weeks. Yeah. And I'm not sure this is going to stop either here. Like, I think this is going to continue these 40, 45s, 50s. Maybe not 60. Maybe not even 60 Uh, tonight, but who knows? We could get three 50-point games tonight. That sounds ridiculous, but it's certainly possible. Atlanta at Charlotte, Trey Young, like you're saying, back-to-back 47 and 46. He likes to be elevated to what about this guy's status. Yes. So a massive he, game between those two teams in terms of big time home game. court advantage. In a big time game. game. Yeah. We've also got uh, Denver at Washington. That'd be a nice little tick on Jokic's season-long uh, his resume, throwing up a 60-point game <laughs> against them. And then we've got the Milwaukee Bucks against the Sacramento Kings. That could be a Giannis 50-point game easily right yeah. there. So, I don't know. If we're talking about 150 points between three players tomorrow, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and I think a big part of it is just guys gearing up for the postseason and playing their best basketball. And that's what makes me think, like, drop it to 50, se- 50 games per season. Maybe we see a lot more of this, like huge numbers because these guys are just performing because they need to get ready for the playoffs. You sort of think that's what's going on here. Maybe, yeah. But also maybe hand-in-hand, hand, some of the teams that these guys are putting up monster numbers against... I think it's a double gear ...are shift. a little bit like, yeah, we're, we're, we're slowing down because we're not really anything to play for right now. And I'm not saying it's easy, no matter who the hell you're playing, to score 50 or 60 points. Yeah, it was easy for pro players. It was easy for Kyrie against the Hornets. That one was an easy one. That <laughs> yeah. was the easiest 50 of the season, I think. Right. I think Orlando, the Orlando Magic were still the Orlando Magic in November and December, and no one was dropping 50 on them. I mean, I think we're seeing a two-week span here because, yeah, the guys are just – the Nets. You know, look at look at them. They are ready to go into the postseason. They know that you know the first 60 games, what does it really, really mean to them? Mm. I mean, I think that's a part of it. We're seeing – and LeBron, like, we desperately need wins in Los Angeles. So he's doing all he can. And, you know, you saw it in the play-in tournament last year. Yeah, I think that's part of it for sure. I know we were talking about the Nets. Well, we've been talking about them a lot, of course. Mm. And you were not convinced that they're like, yeah, they're a title contender. Are you coming around on that? Still have your, your uh, I, I, uh, Yeah, they can be, but they've still got a tough road to get through here. So, you know, one slip-up, one injury, 
and they're in trouble. When Kevin Durant is out there, it's certainly they elevate that team. But right now, you know, against having to get through potentially, say, Miami and a Milwaukee and uh, who else? Maybe a Philadelphia. Probably not one. You know, you're going to have to pick one of those two teams. So the path is very, very tough for them if they are coming from the eighth seed. A contender... Well, it might be the seventh seed. Though, yeah, too, yeah, it's seventh or eight. It doesn't yeah. really matter. They've got no home court advantage. They may not have Kyrie for the entire playoffs. So they're, they're a more a contender than not a contender, but I don't, I'm not convinced they're going to get there just, just because it, despite the brilliance of Kevin Durant, he's still got to do that time and time and time again on the road. They still have an all-NBA guy to, like, fold into the mix here. Oh, yes, Ben Simmons. <laughs> remember, remember him? remember that name. Uh, well, Steve Nash says he's extremely hopeful that Ben Simmons can play for the Nets before the regular season ends. But this is a little shocking, right, Tass? I mean, this, there was this back issue. Some of us, definitely me, thought, hmm, seems a little suspect. It's the timing of going to play in Philadelphia that he's got this back issue. But they're saying it's more serious than maybe it was first led to believe, like... He's not doing anything outside of individual work. He's, you know, he's around the team, film session and all that, trying to learn like sets are running and stuff. But he's not doing, from what I can tell, practice with them, five on five action. And we are running out of games here in the regular season. Yeah, it's surprising. He's been there a month. He hasn't practiced yet. So yeah, it's something serious going on, whether it's the mental health issue or just the back issue. But yes, we are running out of games. And even the way Goran Dragic uh, was asked about it, his response was more like. Yeah, we're folding a guy who's going to be a defensive player and rebound for us. Like they know right. where the bread is buttered. Easier and it's the to other do guys. than to fold in a guy that needs, you know, twenty shots. The ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's going to be the the distributor for Kyrie and uh, for KD. <laughs> and you know, it's wild to think that, like, let's say this the the mandates continue into the postseason. Kyrie's still going to be available for more than half the games because. They're playing on the road every every yeah, single series. Yeah. We uh, joked about that at the it, start of the season. Crazy. We did. It is bonkers, but yes, Kevin Durant is still the best player in the world, and and I think it's fair to call him that uh, because Giannis Antetokounmpo, every time he plays against the Brooklyn Nets, he says that guy after the game, after they win or lose, that guy over there, he's the best player in the world, and I don't think there's another scenario where one of the best players in the world calls one of the other players in the world the best player in the world. So I think it's fair to call KD that, uh, and we see. Yeah, that he can carry a team. And whether Ben Simmons is there or not, which is, yeah, it, it is. It's a, it's a, I don't get it. I don't get it. We're at, yeah, 13 games remaining for the Brooklyn Nets, and he's still not going to be playing for the next few. So, yeah, just before the postseason, a guy's going to come in and be your starting point guard. It's, it's wild. KD disagreed um, that he and Kyrie are the greatest duo of all time. <laughs> and he said, quote, there's a lot of great artists hmm. that played together. Uh Fun quote. I'm just curious if you have a favorite artist duo. Actual music. Uh, hmm. I really liked uh, Luther Vandross and Mariah Carey. They put together. <laughs> I was not expecting that answer. But that's a great answer. I'm glad I asked it. <laughs> Your favorite artist duo is Luther Vandross well, well, and Mariah Carey. I'm trying, Carey. I'm trying to... <laughs> duo, very, very uh, small field, though, isn't there? I mean, wham, we're great. <laughs> George Michael and Andrew Ridgely there. Uh, Rest in peace, Georgie. Good one. Yeah. Um, who else we got? Who else? JD, you can no, jump in it. here if you got a duo comes to mind. <laughs> Captain and Tennille. <laughs> hmm. Tears wow. for Fears. Oh. Were they well, I, uh, White Stripes. Yeah, they were two. White Stripes. Oh, they're one. a good one. Good one. <laughs> uh, Lennon, Lennon and McCartney, considered a duo or no? Ooh, interesting. <sighs> uh, I mean, I think you have to almost in this... Uh, in this sort of uh, comparison here, it's not like it's just Kyrie and KD out there exactly. playing basketball. There, there are other players. Yeah. There. There's I Drummond. Mean, there's, you know, Bruce Brown. People are reminding me Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond. <laughs> <laughs> people Bingo. Are Andre Drummond and Bass Brown. <laughs> the stream team's reminding me of Shaggy and Sting. I mean, oh, that's, uh, yeah. the yeah. that's the answer. That's the answer. I set you wrong. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. And even I forgot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else from uh, Kyrie 60 or this? insane scoring binge going on in the NBA right now? Do you think a player is going to score 100 or more points in the next 10 years? <laughs> like by 2030? It's no. been 60 years. Guys are getting 50 and 60 easily yeah, right now. It can't Kyrie be a... played like two and a half quarters and got 60 points. Yeah, It can't be a blowout though. That's the problem. Yeah. Blowouts for sure. It's got to be a tight game. 
I think I saw Ryan Rossillo tweeting that the NBA should be allowed to fine, uh, let's say, the Nets last night when they take a guy out like Kyrie who's yeah. got 50 yeah. with so much time still to go. Like, you should, uh, you, like yeah. it's a, you're penalized if you take out a guy that could gun for uh, either a Kobe-like number or even like a Wilt Hunter. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you sort of do it out of respect for the game, don't you? Like, well, we're blowing you out. He's got 50... We'll sit him down. But like Taz said, it's so funny. Like the line is drawn like, hey, he's allowed to go for the franchise yeah. record. Basically right. is what I think they were getting out <laughs> yes. there last night. Him getting to sixty, like I said, eclipsing Darren Williams fifty seven. But that's the then 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 he's out. And that's the back to respect. Rules. And he's yeah. out unless yeah. the game is close. Yeah. Which it's not. Yeah. 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 I mean it's one of those unwritten rules. So do you think we see 100 in the next No, year? I don't think so. I don't think you don't so. think we'll be sitting here in the Classic Factory talking about a 100-point game? <laughs> well, we'll no, be talking no. about a 70-point game uh, well, this we season? Had, yeah, Devin Booker had 70 <laughs> yeah, like 71. five years ago, was that? Something like that. Yeah. Like hey, that. hey put Dev- he got- Devin Booker on that list who could go for yeah. 60 tonight if he's playing against the Rockets, which I believe he is. Back-to-back oh, oh, situation. That's a good one. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, what's more surprising is that we haven't had more than 70 since Kobe. I mean, so the, so the list is just – it's all wilt. And a David Robinson in there, like <laughs> with seventy or over. So you'd think that somebody would get more than seventy, but you need those perfect conditions. I guess a big part yeah. of it, the big part of the Kobe going for eighty-one was the Raptors were it. in the game. Yeah, they were yeah. down at three after three quarters. Yeah, they, I think yeah. Uh, because then there is the classic Kobe game where he had correct me, yeah. uh, sixty against uh, three the quarters three, against the Mavs, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. And that one was just over, I believe, that game. Similar to this. Yeah. 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 Yep, yep, yep. Uh, all right. Well, let us know on the stream team. A couple questions. Who's going for 60 tonight? Your best guess. Let us know that. And, uh, yeah, answers to Trey's question. Are we going to see 30. a 80, 90, or 100 <laughs> by 2030? Yeah, we need a 90-point game. Yeah. Got 50s, 60s, 70s, 180. Let's get a 90. Sounds actually... Almost arguably cooler than 100. <laughs> I don't know why. Going for 91. Yep. Uh, all right. A couple other games last night. We uh, brought up Devin Booker. Maybe he goes for 60 tonight. Well, he scored 27 in 30 minutes uh, as the Suns sunk the Pelicans 131-115. Um, he had a little span at the end of the third quarter. A little 33-second span Booker did where he sort of like closed the door on the game. Uh, you know, the Pelicans are hanging around. But then he comes down, he draws a foul on, uh, I believe it was uh, Jose Alvarado, um, you know, sort of gets to his spot, gets him reaching, hits the jumper and one, hits the free throw. Pelicans come down, they miss. Booker hits a three in transition from about 26 feet. So there's, boom, six points just like that. Willie Green called it demoralizing. Mm. And again, it was like sort of a close game. Then it's pretty big. And then Monty Williams subs Devin Booker out to start the fourth. That's fine. Get him some rest. He never has to come back in. JaVale McGee time, baby. Uh, he scored nine of his 19 points in the first four minutes of that fourth quarter, and then the Suns had a huge lead, and uh, again, Booker didn't have to return. And Phoenix gets their, I believe, 54, 55th yeah. win of the season. 55-14, and 14, they're 26-6 and six on the road, and you know everybody just contributing for this team that looks like, without Chris Paul, still yeah. just a, a machine, I think is the best way to put it. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it already. They're virtually locked up number one. They're seven and a half games up on Memphis and eight on Golden State. So you expect probably uh, Devin Booker and, and maybe Bridges and a couple Some other rest guys. Here? I expect they will uh, hmm. take a game yep. or two off, especially, uh, again, against the Rockets on a back-to-back. I'm not saying that tonight, but those sort of circumstances, you'd think Monty Williams will start to uh, put a bit of an eye towards just making sure guys are re- uh, fresh and ready to go for the playoffs because uh, it's been great. It was a little bumpy when Chris Paul went out there. They lost a couple of games. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're rolling right now. And for the Pelicans, they can just be thankful, I think, that the Blazers are not trying to do anything here yeah. because, uh, you know, they've, they've, you know, they have been battling. But they've, uh, well, they actually only lost one game in a row here, but they've, they've lost a few recently when they could have. Seven, seven, basically. Yeah, when they're they, they're fine when Brandon Ingram plays. Yeah. They're a very good team, but without him, yeah. uh, their record is, I don't know if you have it in front of you. It's, it's uh, bad. It's like yeah, three yeah, and yeah, 16. They're yeah, they're like pretty that. bad. So they haven't solidified yet their spot in the right. plane, but they're, uh, you know, game on, up on Portland, two up on San Antonio. When it comes to the Suns, too, I know Suns fans, Tass, are probably like salivating that Torrey Craig hit three threes. You know, they hit 18 overall in this game, but like if he can do that, like, he needs to be able to shoot. Because remember, he couldn't hit anything in the playoffs. You know he's a great defensive player. You want him out there. But if he just, like, can knock down one, two, three threes, he's, there's minutes there for him. Um, and that's what he did last night. So let's see if he can 
continue that in a postseason. Same thing with like campaign and stuff like that. Is he's got more opportunity with Chris Paul out? All these guys. I mean, it sounds silly. It's like your stars win you a title or get you to the finals, but to really pull it off, you need those games, those quarters, those moments where these guys come in and and can maybe turn around a game. Is he going to play? I, I, would, I think he will. I would say. I think he will. Cam Johnson is sure. you know is a far bigger player that he needs to get back. He's uh. He's been hurt, uh, but yeah, I think uh, yeah they're they're ready to go. They're uh, you know the Chris Ball thing was the biggest worry, and that's still their biggest mm-hmm. concern. Is he going to be back healthy? When's he coming back? Huge question mark. Mm. Hopefully, he's. I mean, there's really been no updates. No. Right? I expect if he's healthy, they'll try to get him a game or two before the playoffs for sure. Yeah, just to, try and usually try, try yeah, to do that. Yeah. Um, all right, anything else to add to the, to the Suns, uh, you know, beating down the Pelicans? We're probably going to fly through the rest of these games, to be oh, honest. Because yeah. we had Max Struess leading a late rally. I know Tass was happy. I'm happy. I can't remember. Was your daughter picking? No, your daughter was picking the Heat, right? That... Oh, her butt picked the uh <laughs> Oh, yeah, her, the fart, her fart picked the Heat? Mm-hmm. Hot farts. <laughs> All right. Hot farts! <laughs> anyway... Yeah. The Heat won, but the Pistons covered. We'll get to that later and pick them. Uh, 105-98. Lee, get us started on this one. The Heat farted in the third quarter. Yeah, here. They, uh, they were <laughs> up by farts. 14 points with about seven minutes to go in the third. And it sort of looked like it was leaning towards blowout territory. And then they could not score at you all. You never want a blowout when it comes to a fart. <laughs> <laughs> 19 straight points by the Pistons. They got back in the lead. And then it was uh, Max Struess in that fourth quarter scored 16 points. He wasn't even supposed to be playing in this game. But Jimmy Butler got injured. He left in the first half. Tweaked his ankle there. Didn't look super serious. I think they probably thought, we're going to win this game. Let's just not take any chances. Yeah. Anyway, Struess came off the bench and saved the day, really, for Miami. Uh, because they were down. They came back. They get the nice victory in the end, seven points. But you have to give Dwayne Kay a lot of credit here. He has this team playing hard. Cade Cunningham missed this game. He was sick. Yeah. Uh, that was a sort of late game decision. Um, he came to shoot around yeah. looking like death, yeah. eating crackers. Yeah. <laughs> so he was that. in pretty bad shape. That was Dwayne yeah. Casey talking about Cade Cunningham. Uh, this man was eating crackers. Yeah. <laughs> but but the, the Pistons competed really well in this game, I thought. And, uh, you know, Livers coming off the bench. Isaiah Livers coming off the bench. Uh, he, he played some good minutes for And they just worked hard. They just went out there and said, we're not going to be embarrassed tonight. And they weren't. So uh, full credit to the team for doing that um, yeah, and the Heat scored 11 points in the third quarter and 37 in the fourth yeah. quarter so they had a big second half but just uh, sort of not the way you would have thought going into a game against the Pistons so uh, a Heat win as they should Pistons did a fantastic job just making it competitive I'm excited for uh, Tyler Hero in the postseason this guy is on fire he's locked up six man of the year it's his he's taking uh, that hardware home with him rightfully so but He's going to have, like, we're going to get some bubble hero moments here, I think, in the postseason. Mm-hmm. He's so important. He plays a lot off the bench, but we're going to get 25-point games, 30-point games, I would think, because um, he's done it all season long, Trey. Oh, yeah, he's been really great, and he's a major X factor for the Heat, especially right now with whatever's going on with Jimmy Butler's yeah. ankle. This is the third time this season already that he's sprained that same ankle. The Heat are two and a half games up on the Bucks right now. They've got an easy-ish schedule, though somehow they have, play a lot more playoff teams than non-playoff teams, despite having one of the easier schedules left over. I don't understand it, Tankathon. Make it make sense. <laughs> but they're going to need Hero to be their main off-the-dribble kind of penetration guy. Struess has been good. He was awesome last night. Uh, Victor Oladipo is back, had 11 points in his debut, has scored 11 points since. Maybe they give him a little bit of run, but Hero's going to be the guy that needs to make shots for them, especially come playoff time. He was awesome in the bubble, and then he was brutal in round one against the Bucks last year. 31% from the field, 31% yeah. from three, scored nine points a game. He's going to have to be 18, 19 to 25 uh, if they're going to have a chance uh, to win a title this year. He's just a... Uh, just a very high volatile kind of player with a very high ceiling and when he's on fire like he looks unstoppable he's really figured out how to put the ball on the floor and Mm. score at the hoop as well as just shooting threes yeah his finishing around the rim is really impressive for a young guy it's almost Kyrie-esque like he can switch it to either hand and finish very comfortably so yeah he's great yeah so Miami put another half game between you said at the Bucks they're two and a half up Philly's three and a half back Chicago four Boston four and a half so it's not over the heat wrapping up the number one. So no. We think it's most likely. I thought it was kind of weird that Max Struess, quote, wasn't supposed to play. Like he was on the bench. I guess Oladipo was getting more mm-hmm. burned than him. What more can Struessy do? <laughs> I mean, get, get him out there. I, 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 th- yeah. I think the question mark, yeah, is 
uh, off the bench, you know, Hero's going to be their guy. That's going to be the, the number one priority. He's got to be huge, and, and the headlines going into the playoffs are going to be, yeah, this guy scored nine points per game last year in the playoffs. What is he going to do this year? But Struess beside him has been so freaking good this season, so I'm a little confused. Like, are they going to are they going to play Oladipo and Gabe Vincent off the bench <laughs> uh, over – Max Struess, when the guy just is is really really important to them, I think that's. I mean, it's a good problem to have, but mm-hmm. it, uh, they've got a little bit of what the Warriors have a little too many too many gods, uh, too many guys that can play the guard position off the bench. Final game from last night, only four on. Grizzlies cruised past the Pacers to notch their fourth straight victory. No John ja Morant, but they got it done. Test. Yeah, thirty eight assists without John ja Morant, and that's a, a ginormous number. And they're doing it obviously by committee, and uh, another assist. From John Morant on Twitter, mm. he tweeted that Jaron Jackson should win Defensive Player of the Year. <laughs> yes. Always out there for his guys. Yep. Uh, Stat Muse tweeting that Jaron Jackson Jr. leads the NBA in blocks, leads the NBA in block percentage. Block percentage. What the is that? It's percentage of shots blocked while on the floor. Yep. Anyways, second nice. in defensive field goal percentage <laughs> and third among centers in three points Three pointers contested. Third among centers. <laughs> the last wow. one, uh, <laughs> this guy is crazy. Yeah, you shouldn't. You sh- I think Statmuse should have just stopped at three. Uh, but anyway, that's why they turned off the uh, yeah. comments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they get it done against that so Pacers weird. team. That was that was horrendous. That was bad. Oh, they are all in on the tank in <laughs> Indiana. <laughs> it's bad. Um, but yeah, good good Grizzlies win here. What do you think about Jaron Jackson Jr.'s? Okay, look, he's probably yeah. not going to win Defensive no. Player of the Year. Might get some votes. Yeah. And he's probably going to be in the mix for one of the two teams, right? Yes, he is. I mean, like, his, I think he's... be tough. Yeah, I think most improve is where he's got a better chance of getting some traction there. I just don't... So his teammate's going to win it. Yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. In fact, he will, yeah. Uh, but defensively, I think this is just going to be a year behind because you just haven't noticed him have the impact that he's had this season. Mm. He goes after it. If you come into the paint... He's aggressively trying to block, yeah. block your shots. He's not waiting for you to come to the rim. So I love it. I think it's been huge. I think he's been incredible for them this season. And and we've questioned whether or not he's worth that big four years, $100 because he was always injured. And, like, is he a big traditionally? I mean, not so much. But this year he's proven to be a lot more effective in that role. So I hope he does get some uh, love for it. Uh, I've just been really impressed with everything the Grizzlies have done this season. I think uh, Tyler... Um, uh, what's that coach's name? Uh, Taylor Jenkins. Uh, Taylor Jenkins. Thank you. Thank you. I think he's got a real chance for coach of the year as well. So they've got some, uh, they're going to get some uh, yeah. accolades there in Memphis. Should we do some hardware talk on Friday's drop podcast? I think there's only one game on uh, Makes sense. Thursday First night. First day of the tournament. Yeah, that's exactly right. Might be a good time. I know we've talked a ton about the MVP, so we could even <laughs> set that one aside. And uh, talk about some of these other ones, coach and defensive player of the year and mm-hmm. most improved and stuff like that. What do you think? Should we? Should somebody write that down in the Slack channel? Right <laughs> Throw now? it in the brainstorms. Yeah. I'll uh, put it. The, the worst awards. We'll talk about all of them on Friday. <laughs> well, get excited. Well, we can fill out our ballot, even make it a little more exciting, one, two, three, or something like that. Hey, we could do all NBA teams. Hey, we're at the point of the season where we got to start doing this. There's not a lot of regular season left, guys. There's not, but you got to see all of it. Now you don't. Not you, all you, of you it. You do. You do. Not if, you're pick, you're, if you're picking MVP, you got to. I didn't say MVP. Stir. I didn't say MVP. You're right. We're talking we're about that. <laughs> we're not going to do MVP, though. We're going to do the other one. <laughs> We've yeah. talked about the MVP every day on this <laughs> no show doubt. for 20 minutes. Uh, there's a know. reason. There's a reason. <laughs> it's the juicy one. You want to talk six man? I would love to talk six man. <laughs> I would love to know who's on, on in third spot on your six oh, man yeah, yeah. list. Did, what did you do last year? You did the 10. Yeah, what are we getting? 10 all NBA teams. That's what we need. You want 10 all NBA teams? Maybe I'll make it 11 this year. Always add one. I love it. I love it. True sicko mode. Yeah, okay. I'll start getting to work on the all-NBA teams, 10 all-NBA teams. Tass, yeah, man. what do you think? Should we do that on Friday? <laughs> what else are we going to do? Yeah, what else are we going to do? There's only one game on. You Maybe guys we should just watch Madness? college basketball. Wow. Mm. Nobody's watching the NBA. That's why NBA <laughs> that's TV right. would give us days off. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yep. yeah. yeah, what days would we get off? Thursday, Thursday Friday. Friday. Yeah. And then Tomorrow the Monday and Friday. for the championship So game. we got, we're yep. working here in the Classic Factory on Thursday and Friday? Just watching Times games. Yeah. No, we're just watching, watching games. games. Nice. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. Okay, we'll kick that idea around. Okay, let's take our break. When we come back, we're going to hit the beach, answer a few of your questions. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Back here in the Classic Factory, we were talking about Tyler Hero and uh, the odds of him winning sixth man. We brought up StatMuse, the uh, Twitter account. Well, look at this tweet. Speak of the devil. Tyler Hero, 21 points per game, is averaging more points than Jamal Crawford, Manu Ginobili, or Jason Terry ever did in mm. any of their you know, seasons in their careers. Yeah. Truly one of the best sixth-man seasons we've ever seen. That is by way of at StatMuse on Twitter. Can you reply? Mm-hmm. Um, no, <laughs> I can't. It's turned <laughs> off. They don't want the engagement. Well, <laughs> I would engage with that tweet and say, nice tweet. Those are some serious stats. Those are some of the best six-men we've ever had in the league. Right. Lock it in. Yeah, it's a good stat. Good stat there, StatMuse. Let's hit the beach. <laughs> yeah, beach stepping. Only place to read your emails and tweets. I would like to reply to StatMuse. Great stat. Every time. They share a good stat. I think we should... What did you just say? Great stat, StatMuse. Stat we should clip that and then reply to every one of their tweets <laughs> <laughs> with that. Great stat, StatMuse. Stat <laughs> uh, okay, we're on the beach uh, where you guys are sending in your questions. You can tweet them in at NoDunksInc. You can leave them in the YouTube comments below our videos, or you can email them in NoDunksAtTheAthletic.com. Got one here from Jamie. Hi, guys. I'm fairly new. I've been listening for about a year. I love the show. I wish I'd watched you back on NBA TV. But I never watch any Talking Heads NBA shows. <laughs> All right. I've asked this before, and I'm thinking maybe you think it's just not an interesting question, but I'm going to ask it one more time. <laughs> Here you go. You're starting a team with one M Bridges. Which one do you choose? My guess is you all think it's easy, Mikhail Bridges, because of upside, etc. But Miles sure is getting it done right now. Thanks again. That's Jamie. This perseverance here, sending in this question yeah. every day for the last four months. Here we go. No, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I didn't like it the first time I read it, but I think now it's the appropriate time. Uh, it's a great question. <laughs> Has Miles passed the other bridges? Has he driven past him? No. I would take Mikel Bridges. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't think it's uh, it's a lock. I mean, you're, it's either you're picking offense. Or you're picking an extremely good defensive player with solid offense yeah. in Mikel Bridges, and yes, maybe some maybe some more upside with uh, Miles. But I'm taking Mikel and just how solid that man is, and also because I was playing Pirtle, the old NBA word game last week, <laughs> yeah. and there was a, a six eight forward, and I thought it was Mikel Bridges. I think he's bigger than he is because he's only six six because he's that amazing defensively. How tall do you think he is? He's, yeah, I probably I mean, would have thought he was taller than 6'6", six, because yeah, six, his arms go arms. forever. Yeah. yeah, he's got a 7'1 wingspan. Yeah. And that's uh, someone special that you want on your team. So although Miles is having a great year, uh, and, and he's come back to earth as, in terms of shooting the ball, I would take Mikel Bridges. But, Jamie, I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate <laughs> that question. Miles Bridges is having an awesome year. Yeah. He is averaging 20 points per game, 7 boards, 4 assists. You know, he's not shooting the 3 ball all that well, but... 48.5% from the floor. Over. Yeah. That's good. It's down a little bit, the three-point shooting yeah. from last year. He's taking a few more, but he's the second-best player on the Hornets, and it's very close, I think, there with Lamelo. What about Gordon? Yeah, you think he's uh, I think he's better than Gordon. I mean, Gordon just doesn't – he's not out in the court enough. But So Bridges, I think, is more, you know, fourth on the Suns, and I think he really thrives in that role. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic defensively. Doesn't get as many opportunities to shoot and score as Bridges in Charlotte probably does. So – if Mikhail Bridges was in a more elevated role, like second best 
you know, player to, to look for to score? Would he be able to contribute that sort of 20 to maybe 22 a game? Right now, possibly, but I think he's just really uh, able to do a lot more given that, you know, behind Chris Paul and Devin Booker and Aiton when he plays, mm-hmm. when they all play, then Bridges can, he he's, doesn't get the same defensive attention that Miles gets in Charlotte. So I think it's very good, close. I, I don't I mean, you could, it, again, if, I think Bridges, Miles is a better offensive player. Yeah. <laughs> Bridges, <laughs> comma, Miles. Yeah. Yes. Um, but As... Mikhail, defensively, I mean, he's definitely going to finish in uh, one of the all defensive teams. Yeah. No doubt about That's that. That's why I actually don't think this is all this close. I mean, and when you say that, it sounds like you're really knocking Miles Bridges, but the truth is there's a lot of guys can score 20 points per game in this league. And Mikhail Bridges has already proven that he's probably what easily top ten, maybe even top five defender in the league already. Yeah, but can he get can he get you you convinced he, on a? But on I'm, a that my point thing. is a lot more difficult to find a guy that can lock down yeah. elite scorers and contain them than it is to find a twenty point per game scorer in this league. Right, it is. I, I know, but I'm just I'm just saying like the role that he has in Phoenix is there's there's less demand on him I than get what it. Miles has and Miles I think is thriving in that role as well in uh, Yeah in yeah I know so, and that's what I mean I don't want to like yeah. like push one down just to raise the other but I think it's Mikhail Bridges at this point in their careers I don't think you're starting a team with either of them so it completely depends on what your team looks like Miles is better for the Hornets because he needs to run the court and play in transition and finish plays at the rim alongside LaMelo whereas the Suns need a wing defender 77% of Mikhail Bridges uh Two-pointers are assisted. 98% of his threes are assisted. Miles Bridges, 58% of his twos, 84% of his threes. They ain't number one, guys. Neither of them are creators. So Mm. you're you're talking about which is a better second guy to have here, and it depends. It just completely depends. So, you know, the Suns wouldn't trade Mikhail for Miles, and I don't think that the Hornets would trade Miles for Mikhail either. Mm. Okay. Mm. So both great bridges. Good bridges. What's your favorite bridge in the world? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the next one. <laughs> I love the one. open road. That's nice. That's sort of there's deep. actually Put there's actually a bridge magnet. in Morris, Illinois. That when I think of a bridge that's just a little bit too narrow, that's the bridge I think of. So I hate it actually. It's a but it's a very notable bridge to me. I don't like it when it feels like your car is you know like a a centimeter from oh, the yeah, edge. Yeah. I don't like that. Do you have a yeah. favorite bridge, Lloyd? <laughs> over Jeff? You're crazy. Bo, Bo's up there, too. If you're starting yeah. a movie, you're going with Lloyd or Jeff. <laughs> Jeff? Yeah, Jeff. All bangers. Do you have a favorite bridge? Not Todd, that's for sure. Uh, anyways, um, you know, Mikkel is uh, It's always a tough name for me because I see M-I-K-A-L and it's Mikkel. Don't like that. Also, Jamie spelled J-A-M-I-E. One of those Jamies. See, to me, that's pretty... What did you say? J A M I E. You're thinking of a J A I M E. Yeah. I think that's a 50 50 on that. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, I, it's grew, a split. I grew up that's with weird, a lot of J A M I E, the one that one. Yeah, but. yeah, that looks more like yeah. a jammy. Jammy. Anyway, next question. Recently, yeah. I went to Knicks at Clippers and was surprised to learn Ryan Archie Diacono was on the Knicks. That's true. But I was even more surprised to learn his name is Ryan. I legit thought his name was Archie Diacono. <laughs> Yeah, 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 it works. Uh, so what's another Archie. example? And he of, looks like it too. It looks like an Archie. He could yeah. be an Archie for sure. Uh, so what's another example of you being completely wrong about a player's name without realizing it? That's from James Beard, the James Beard. Mm. Lee, what uh, do you got? So this is an athlete, not a basketball player. But around 2007, I became aware of, uh, around 2006, 2007, of this uh, very uh, good runner coming out of Jamaica. And uh, they said he's he's too tall for the hundred meters. Two hundreds is is um is his best event, and his name is Usain Bolt, as in you know o two O's Usain Bolt. I tried to find documentary evidence last night on YouTube of someone calling him Usain. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. So I was calling him Usain when everyone else was calling him Usain. I said, nope, his name is Usain. Right. <laughs> but now I've come to I've come round to admit. His name is Usain. He calls himself Usain, so I'm going with that. (laughs) But for a while, I was like, it's Usain, people. Usain. I've heard it. I've heard it before he was like, you know, smashing world records left and right. (laughs) Turns out I can't find evidence to support my case, so I'm going to have to... Gonna have to uh, step down on this one and say, all right, all right. If someone can find an Usain Bolt out there somewhere, show it to me. Right, right. Well, I guess my answer is similar to bring it back to the NBA world. I'm convinced it keeps flip-flopping around here, but Nikola... And Nicola. 
There's two. Yeah. There's Vucevic. There's Jokic. I'm every couple of years I'm confused which one it is or are they supposed to be the same? I've found a video where Vucevic is saying we're both Nikola, mm-hmm. mm. but everybody was calling the Joker Nikola. It, and it's like drives me insane. It's like <laughs> which one is it? And why isn't it the same one? Because they're telling us it is. But on now basketball reference, Vucevic, as the pronunciation is Nikola. But I thought he was the Nikola. Crazy. It's, I, and I, what I, are I, I think they're saying? messing with us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I let that one go. It's it, true. It's right? changed. It's flip flop. But and you hear a lot I'm of people it. with the Joker. They say Nikola. Is it virtual Vuce? Oh, that's a whole other thing. But anyway, <laughs> that drives me nuts. And so I just want to know which one it is. And, and how is it not the same? But it, I, they say it is. There's literally documentation of them saying, yeah, it's the same. They asked Joker, is it Nikola, like Vucevic? And he's like, yeah. But then they're like, but people say Nikola. He's like, yeah, I don't care. And then he's like, you know, it's just how fast you say it and like stuff yeah. like that. He just doesn't care, I guess. But I think there's also, I think you can find a Pau Gasol video on YouTube where he's explaining like the three different pronunciations of his name, standard English, uh, I think he speaks Spanish, and I think he speaks Catalan as well. And they're all just like, just barely, just barely different inflections, basically like the difference between Nicola and Nicola. So it probably just comes down to English speakers not saying it right for a long time and then just being like, okay. So which one do you go with as a Bulls fan for Vucci baby? Vooch. But what do you call him if you have to say his first name? Nick. (laughs) <laughs> Nicola, you, I, I think I, I just think I, I tend to go with the, the yeah, the yeah. knee in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't know, it's weird. <laughs> it is. So it's changed. Uh, you got any names that? Yeah, uh, I've been listening to the Up First podcast on NPR for years now, and the host is named Steve Inskeep. Steve Inskeep. That's his first name? Is it Steve Inskeep? Oh. Or Steven Skeep? (laughs) Wow. What do you think? I think it's it's Inskeep. It's Inskeep. Yeah. But he says it so fast, and I listen to it on one and a half speed, and I'm like, Steven Skeep. Just one long name. (laughs) (laughs) Steven Skeep. I'm guessing it's, yeah, Steven. I I have one more, but it's in regards to spelling. I can't believe, I don't think we make uh, a big deal about this as we should. In the league currently... There's a DeAndre Jordan, where the A is capitalized in DeAndre. There's a DeAndre Ayton, where the A is not capitalized in DeAndre. There's a DeAndre Bembry, where there's a, you know, an apostrophe on the yeah. end of his name. And then there's a DeAndre Hunter, where the A is capitalized, and there's an apostrophe between the E and the A. Four different variations. Yeah. Which one's your favorite? Uh, without the apostrophe, because I'd always get it in the wrong spot. Yeah. yeah. I, like the, I actually like the DeAndre Jordan... With the capital A on the Andre. That's what I go for. I first. always, Aiton always gets me. I'm always like, oh, that's capital. Nope, it's not. Yeah, I just want to note that as well. Good. These things keep me up at night. <laughs> Do you have an answer to the to the question? Like with the. Oh, yeah. The um, I always thought Iman Schumpert's name was pronounced Iman Schumpert. <laughs> I think that's right. Next question. Final one. Hey, no dunks, all hunks. Skeets and Tass are obviously Raptors fans. I myself am a Rockets fan and an NBA sicko. I've always had certain teams and players as my second favorites behind my Houston Rockets. For example, the current Bulls, there you go, Trey, and Hornets. Uh, This writer liked the Thunder when they had Katie and Westbrook and so on. I say all of this to say I've never been a Raptors fan. Never necessarily cared about the team or the players. Actually, at one point, I greatly disliked the Raptors and Kyle Lowry. He was a former Rocket played well off our bench, but I was salty as hell that he left us and became an all-star with Toronto. But I've listened to y'all's show for so long and heard your Raptors analysis for years that I've now become a Raptors fan. I love their roster, their management, their jerseys, just everything. I want to go to Canada and see a game. I want Scotty Barnes to win Rookie of the Year. The question is, have you all ever disliked something, but after being exposed to someone who loves it, makes you love it too? H-Town, hold it down, turn up, love you guys, awesome. It's from Ryan M. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. Good, uh, good email. One thing, Ryan. He didn't leave the Rockets. He was traded. You know? You know? For a first-round pick. They gave up. They thought, oh, this guy's too much of a problem. Yeah, he was a bit of a head case was the, Things changed. the story. Things First-round pick Daryl Morey gave him up for, if I do believe. 
Worked out well. Protected first round pick. Worked out pretty well for the Raps. Mm. Great deal. Great trade. Uh, what's your answer to the to the question? I got two, and they go kind of hand in hand. Country music and the outdoors uh, oh, for me. Good answers. Yeah, very very much disliked them. Grew up having to go to like. Uh, the Morton Arboretum in Lyle, Illinois. Go look at some trees. Sounded like the lamest thing of all time from ages, you know, <laughs> up until I turned 30. Basically, why would I want to go look at trees? Mm-hmm. Now I would love to go look at trees. And it's the same thing with country music. Like, I grew up, my dad listened to country quite a bit. Just thought it was old man music. Yeah. Hated it. Hated it. Dated a girl in college. She listened to country music. Took me to a Tim McGraw concert once, and it was actually kind of cool, but mm. never stuck. And then Laura and I started dating. She was a country music fan as well, and she, you know, I fell in love with her. Fell in love with the country (laughs) music. What can I say? And I say they go hand in hand because once we got down here to Atlanta, had to spend a lot more time outdoors because you got to down here. You got to get used to it. So country music, it just sounds good outdoors. I don't know why. It's made for (laughs) listening on the front porch, Mm. the back porch. I think it's a, technically a deck that's in your back. That's something I learned from country music. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, country music for me, especially once I found out that like if you listen to country music from the 1970s, it's like all about drugs and alcohol. Mm. So you're like, oh, this is like rap music. Yep. Before rap music came out, it's pretty wild. Yep. What do you think about it? That's a great answer. Country music. I, I would I would echo that answer. Mm. I had Matt Austin sending me a Spotify playlist of like. The country songs wow. I should be listening to right now. Garth. I mean, he's a big Garth yeah, head, he? didn't isn't he? include any Garth on that. Yeah, mm. but he is a big Garth. I think he, mm. Garth he just on, go yeah. see Garth, or is he going to see Garth? Mm. It's one or the other, Matteo. Um, mm. But what's your answer to this? Ceviche. He just went to Garth. Oh, he just went, yeah. did he? Okay. Yeah, he got back on social media just to post a photo oh. of going <laughs> to see Garth. Okay, great. Nice. Uh, ceviche. <laughs> yeah. Nice one. And uh, <laughs> seafood in sort of sushi in general. <laughs> Yeah. Really? Yeah. My wife, Good. Roxana, uh, doesn't eat like meat and chicken and things like that, but right. she used to eat seafood and, and fish. I was never really a big seafood head. Uh, but man, you get some good ceviche in uh, in Peru, in Lima. Oh, You've man. talked about this before. Oh. Yeah. You know, two of the top five restaurants in the world are in Lima. Wow. Incredible stuff. You've been to both? One, yeah. <laughs> Next time. Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. No, it's, you can't, it's one of those ones that's like, you know, you got to... Um, oh, well, yeah, book, book it. booked months and months yeah, and yeah. months in advance, yeah. And they close over Christmas, one of them, which is like when we've been there. Crazy. <laughs> okay. yeah. I know. Cool. Cool. JD, do you have a, a, an answer for this? I don't uh, you know, spot, not but, really. I'm oh. still waiting to like something in general. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of good bridges in country music, too. I'll just throw that. Sure. In there. Yeah. Well, what about basketball? Uh, sport. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But football, I love watching NFL football when I'm surrounded by a bunch of people who mm. are really into it. Mm. Like, uh, yeah. Especially here in Atlanta because people just go crazy for it. If you're in a bar, the Falcons are losing especially because they, everybody gets very upset. Uh, it's great. It's great. But basketball, for sure. I mean, I had zero interest. It was, I didn't dislike it. I just had zero interest. Right. Uh, you know, you're going to games. You're watching Michael lines. Jordan in Toronto. I mean, that's, well, yeah. Uh, well, there was that. There was that. That was that was in the who cares phase of my <laughs> basketball career. But uh, <laughs> hey, man, thanks for a good story. I guess. Yeah. There was that time that we came down for a Falcons game and the Panthers had an incredible comeback. <laughs> oh, uh, you but, guys left. But we left. We left. The, the quote-unquote sports fans, yeah. they left. Yeah, we were worried about like catching a flight or something, yeah. right? And yeah. Matt uh, O and I were on the same flight as you, yeah. and we stayed till the end because yeah. it was that was one of the best sporting events I've ever been to. So the Falcons like, sure. marched down the field and kicked a field goal, right? Yeah. Is that what happened? Yeah. yeah. And, and they won by like one point or something. Yeah. It, was, it was amazing. Matt and I were just... Had great seats from Turner. We were just hugging each other, <laughs> just like big Julio just spilling beer all over the place. Oh, wow. It was like it was awesome. One point, wow. Yeah, we, it might have been. I don't know. I think, I think it, was, think it one. was one point. Yeah, yeah. We were real rouge in the face for leaving that one. <laughs> yeah, I think we. <laughs> uh, I think we found out about it on Marta too, if I remember correctly. Like while we were going back to the hotel to get mm. our stuff. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? But at least we got to be at the airport. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's true. Uh, do you have an answer for this, Tess? This one? Well, I, you know? I guess uh, in, in sort of the same light that JD, you know, accepts basketball, I accept and I like Survivor. 
Nice. Nice. I am worried about this season. Uh, uh, Already? Ski- yeah. Wow. Yeah, you mentioned it last week. I, I think there's not a... The personalities. I don't, I don't know if there's oh, enough. Really? Anyways, I'm watching. I'm okay. watching. But yeah, there's not a lot. Not a lot of juice with these people. But I'll be listening. No, don't listening. worry. Don't worry. It's a uh, great time to get in, guys. It's oh, great, great time. time. Second time episode tonight, Survivor, mm-hmm. and uh, second episode of No Buffs tomorrow, right. which has its own separate podcast feed and YouTube feed. And uh, we're uh, looking to get some guests on mm. this year's edition of No Buffs. And while we're talking about No Buffs, Trey, No Breaks returns today. That's right. Uh, what? A little less than two hours from now, 1 p.m. Eastern. We've got three sports going on right now. <laughs> Holy. Basketball, Survivor, and Formula One racing. Okay, so Graydon back with you? Graydon's back, hopefully, because I don't know that much that's been going on. The only thing I can tell right now is porpoising. A lot of problems with porpoising on the track. Mm. Going slow? No, they've oh. changed the cars, so now uh, now when they lose like their their downforce to the to the track, they go whoop 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 oh, whoop. Interesting. Cars are bouncing. Yeah, I mean, probably not fun if you're driving 200 miles an hour. Uh, no, <laughs> no. All right, so yep. no brakes. We're setting, we're spinning that off into its own uh, podcast feed and YouTube feed. Is that correct, JD? Uh, that's correct. But today's episode will be in the No Dunks okay. feed okay. and on the No Dunks uh, YouTube channel. Okay, so look for that. If you are a fan of F1 or you want to get into it, you've started watching uh, Drive to Survive like many of us did and, and was a big reason why we got into it. No breaks. Later today. Very excited. That's a great answer right there. Thing that I didn't Total care for until found out somebody who loved it. As you loved Drive to Survive, told us to watch it. We loved yeah. it. And then we actually heard from a uh, Graydon who knows stuff about Formula One. So, yeah. Dip in, peeps. And, my, and Nora, like, she is a diehard F1 fan now. Nora is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, it's like, she. I'm starting to think she knows more about F1 than I know about NBA. We got to get her on No Break. I, I told her. I told her, And, like, I am not, I'm like, this is my wife, so I'm not trying to just, like, big her up here. She legit knows, like, a scary amount about it. I'm like, is that what you're doing on your phone all the time? You're just reading about F1? <laughs> is she ever, you know, walking around with a Ferrari flag around the house, you know? Or is she... she is Team Ferrari. Oh, yeah. Wow. She's a Tifosi, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Get her in here. What's yeah. she doing in yeah. one hour and 50 minutes? Uh, nothing. I'll get her in here. <laughs> Come on by. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, yeah, no breaks. Very excited for that. Later today, here in the No Dunks uh, YouTube feed, but we'll be spinning that off into its own thing. And then uh, No Buffs, or Survivor Podcast, tomorrow. Let's take uh, one more break. And when we come back, JD's got tweet of the night. We got pick'em results, and we'll make our picks for tonight. Don't go anywhere. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a fifteen hundred dollar first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Wouldn't you love to travel without the actual, you know, traveling part? For example, I want to go to Lisbon, let's say. I just snap my fingers, I'm there. No driving to the airport, no flight delays, no fools at security who still don't know that, yes, you need to take your laptop out of your bag and place it in the tray. Oh my God, how long have we been doing this? Travel without traveling. I want it both ways, but that's not possible. It is with Mack Weldon, though. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort. But this is possible to have it both ways. Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. From their light-as-air underwear to innovative anti-odor tees and versatile yet comfortable pants, Mack Weldon has a full range of clothes that never go out of style. 
I've got it all. I got the Air Knit underwear. I got the Ace Collection sweatpants. I've got the Silver Peak polo. Everything fits perfectly. All I get is compliments. Mack Weldon has figured this stuff out. Because performance fabric usually means clothes that look or feel sort of techy or shiny. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of a busy life. They look like regular clothes, which is good. I want regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code NODUNKS. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code NODUNKS. All right, let's start wrapping this show up. Time for Tweet of the Night. Mmm, Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. I am always excited when JD has Tweet of the Night. You never know what you're going to get, how many tweets you're going to get. Yeah. Uh... This time we're getting one tweet, uh, and a shout out to, uh, let me bring up his name, uh, Alex Hayden. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, He sent it in, and I think this is actually a cold open uh, submission, uh, which uh, it's a rejected cold open. for. uh, (laughs) And the reason is it's one of those memes where people, someone is lip syncing. You know what I mean? Like those, I like those, but uh, I don't love them for cold opens, but uh, this is um, Miles Turner, friend of the show, I, I would like to say. <laughs> uh, he was showing off his Lego collection, yeah. and uh, it was delightful. So I'm, I'm going to show it to you now. Okay. These are my ladies. This is Jill. This is my lady Amy. Little Susie. Brianna. You know why we call her Brianna, right? No. Uh, it's a long story. Shaniqua. Helga, Miss Kitty, Jeannie. I dream of uh, Teresa. This is Teresa right here. Now it's Teresa, <laughs> is that your dirty girl? <laughs> this spot, this spot is for my, for my special lady, <laughs> Leah. <laughs> I'm gonna say that one more time, Leah. Oh, yeah. That's a sweet. <laughs> oh, that's a, wow, that's it's good. That's yeah. a decent cold open. Ah, uh, yeah, I oh, know, but I, yeah, I, I like used it. it. Great tweet, too. of course. It it reminded me of what uh, Skeets described as the world's weirdest pissing contest <laughs> we had on the show, where Ben Golliver was showing up his uh, his uh, Lamborghini yep. and then the Bugatti, <laughs> yeah. and then I believe this is the stuff with Happy <laughs> Ben is. I mean, those are amazing. And then of course Lee got in on yeah. it with his uh, yeah. Adat. <laughs> And yeah. a, another Star Wars. I think this is a, dro- a battle droid, mm, if I'm not mistaken. Not of sure. course, Trey got into it <laughs> with his Thanos, and then he had uh, Lego yeah. LeBron, yeah. and I had the pirate ship from the oh, Lego nice movie. God. So, uh, just great stuff. And uh, yeah, maybe I should have used it as a. Uh, oh, it's fine. Eh, what are you gonna do? That Titanic one. So it said ten thousand pieces. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Holy. I guess when you're tanking, you have a lot of time to put. Uh, <laughs> well, stuff yeah, it's, uh, yeah, he's out right now too, isn't he? Is yeah, he I think so. Yeah, so there you go. And what? you can afford it. That stuff, not like what's that not going for? <laughs> what's the Titanic yeah. Lego set? Probably a uh, thousand bucks, I would say. Got, really? Ooh, yeah. that's very. That high. seems Maybe. steep. But Titanic, ten Titanic? pieces per dollar. Is that our, <laughs> ten cents per brick? Just while Lee is well. I mean, according to Amazon, it's nine hundred and fifty-eight dollars and ninety-nine cents wow. for the for the expert Titanic. It <laughs> uh, looks like it might be a little bit cheaper. But anyway. Yeah. Wow. You guys flew halfway across the world to see Legos. I would expect him to know his pricing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does the Titanic float, or is that the sort of thing where like uh, it comes with a huge hole in part of <laughs> I don't know. the front? You got to you got to buy the uh, iceberg. Yeah, iceberg. <laughs> it's pretty boring to put together that one. <laughs> large triangle. All white and blue blocks. Um, <laughs> How about the clip? Does anybody know what he was? Yeah, yeah I do know. It's, uh, it's Diedrich Bader. Uh, you may remember him from the Drew Carey show. Oh, maybe uh-huh. show myself. Uh, it's from the movie Surf's Up. Uh, <laughs> and he plays a penguin. And his character is showing off his surfing trophies. Uh-huh. Oh. So, yeah. You know what it sounded like a little <laughs> nice. bit to me? I was like. Is that Jermaine? Um, That's what I thought, too. Uh, 
Clement? Is that yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Clement. Had the vo- his voice uh, is somewhat similar. They actually look sort of similar. If you what know the what... penguin? No, no, no. Oh. Diedrich, Diedrich Bader and uh, oh. Jermaine Clement kind of look similar. Okay. But, uh, anyway, yeah, awesome. Night. Night. How's uh, how's the Lego going in your house? Still. Still popping? Yeah. Still clicking? Far too much Lego. Uh, but um, I, my nine-year-old built an 18-year-old plus thing. This this is a Star Wars thing. It said, like, expert level. He knocked it off in, like, about three hours. I was like, that's... Kids are genius. No, 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 no. I'm saying that, was, <laughs> that wasn't that was an expert level building there. That was just follow the instructions like the rest of it, you know? So did yeah. a good job. So it's big? Like... No, it's not that big. Oh. No, oh. no. It's right. kind of small. I'm like, okay. Could you have done it though? Ah, maybe in four yeah. or five hours. Okay, you know? okay, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. All right, so Lego, Lego's still popular though. Ah, very popular. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, pick them results last night. It was the Pistons Heat game. Miami was favored by thirteen and a half. This brought to you by BetMGM and uh, Big Line. Some of us thought that's all right. Heat will cover that. Nope, nope. Detroit scrappy bunch. So a win for Tass. Proving to eight and three here in March. Nice stuff. I'm six and five, so I'm above 500. And then Trey and Lee taking the L back in the heat. Lee, you're four and seven. You're one game behind Trey, who's five and six. So uh, we got a race here. Still tasked. There are a lot of games on tonight. So where are we going? A game that's essentially for home court in the play-in tournament mm. because nine ten face off in the play-in tournament that's who's facing off today the atlanta hawks visiting the charlotte hornets nine visiting ten and uh, charlotte hornets are a very very small favorite one and a half points uh but the three of us ride in the road team and riding the dog riding our home team the atlanta hawks skeets myself and trey taking atlanta plus one and a half at charlotte lee is taken the horns. So Lee, what'd you do here? Did you swerve because you saw the ATLs coming through on the slack this morning and you're uh, like, well, I'll be the one that takes Charlotte? Or? Well, it depends on when it comes through and if you're dropping the kids off at school and uh, we had to go through carpool this morning because it was raining. So you get in last in the slack and you've got no, not many choices. Were so. you actually dropping the kids off or were you taking a dump? <laughs> no, I was dropping oh. the kids off. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that's cool. But anyway, it was a one and a half point line. It was like, you know what? The Hornets desperate as well. They need yeah. to. I have no problem with their offense. Whether or not this this one could be a big 140 to 137 oh, yeah. game. So. It's in play. Yep. All right. So uh, stakes are high in that Hawks Hornets game tonight. Not only for those two teams, but for us here with the uh, pick'em uh, battle that we always have going every month. We'll call it there. Email in your NBA questions to nodunks at theathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at nodunksing. Get yourself if you don't have one already an athletic subscription go to theathletic.com slash no dunks a dollar a month for up to six months that deal is still hot and go get some no dunks merch over at nodunks.com working on some new things right now but uh, there's some classics always available over at nodunks.com no breaks our f1 podcast with great and gordian coming up later today in mere hours no buffs tomorrow but we'll be back here at 10 a.m eastern right here in the classic factory to talk about uh, i guess a lot of games stock up on energy (laughs) It's going to be a long night. <laughs> there it is. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, if you are watching Survivor tonight, Jeff Probst tweeted me uh, personally, and he said, uh, I got to turn that feature off. I don't know how. But anyways, uh, he said that uh, the, uh, the unlikeliest couple will be bonding together tonight. Ooh. The unlikeliest one couple. Is, one is a buff man. <laughs> and another one, uh, not a buff man, so they're unlikely. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. your guess? No, no, that, oh, I think it was in the video. It was uh, in the video. So man. Jonathan and... That guy is buff. He's very buff. Who's yeah, he with somebody here? else. Uh, yeah, someone like skinny like me. Romeo. I don't know. Who knows? Lindsay, perhaps. Okay. No. Find out tonight yeah, on Survivor. Yeah. Omar, I think. Omar! Oh, Omar. Oh, nice. That's my pick to win it all. All right. Team up with Jonathan. Good stuff. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Embrace the day, people.